1: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 146. Today we're going to be talking about loving your career and how to always love your career and what you do and to feel really passionate about it. There are five things I'm going to specifically cover in this episode that will be really, really helpful for you. So speaking of loving your career, I'm actually recording this at my best friend's home. I've been spending some Wednesday mornings with her without my little one and we've been having so much fun just quick before I go to work and it's one of the things I love about my practice is I have the freedom to build in free time for myself to do whatever it is that I want so it's really funny recording podcasts in her home because she like pops in and she's like what are you doing what is this podcast what are you talking about she' just popped in right now so anyways here's the thing up to this point I have had several coaching clients who came to me feeling extremely miserable. And considering switching careers and they just wanted to love what they do day in and day out and they felt that they had lost that passion and after a few weeks of working together that changed very quickly they all love what they do again and feel really passionate about their career and have been able to grow their business tremendously because of it so that is why I wanted to talk to you about this because I know that they are not the only ones that struggle with this. I've noticed a sense of burnout that many of us have in healthcare, especially as women. Some men out there do too as well, but I definitely see it happening in women a lot more. Um, And I think it's really important to get in, to some actual steps that you can take if you feel you are losing love for your career or you're thinking that maybe you could switch careers or if you're secretly dreaming of selling your practice. And it's so sad, but recently I was at dinner with some friends and I was talking to another dentist and she's more in the beginning of her career and she was saying that if she had to do it again, she wouldn't have gone into dentistry. And she's not alone i hear this all the time from women in healthcare i even lived through it myself so i know what it feels like and going through that was probably the best thing i've ever experienced because that's when i felt the pull to make a huge change in everything i was doing it was no longer an option for me to secretly dream of getting rid of my practice or to just hate what i did every day in my life and here's the thing feeling burned out you probably don't realize this but it is actually a mental state. I know in healthcare we get mentally and physically tired, but feeling burned out really is a mental thing. When you're overworking at work and when your brain is constantly thinking of what you need to do when you're away from work and when your brain never gets time to rest, you end up in burnout. I've even had people come to me saying, I don't even let, know what I like to do on my spare time because I don't even have spare time to figure out what to do, like what I actually like to do. And when you're thinking there's more to do than you can handle, and you can't get everything done in the day that you need to, that's when you start taking work home with you constantly, and then just feeling completely exhausted. And I laugh at this now, but I remember feeling so proud that I used to overwork. I think I mentioned this in a recent podcast episode as well. Um, and I'd actually call myself a workaholic. Like I would identify as that, like I actually would label myself as that. And I was super proud of it. I would never do that today. When I'm at work, I'm super focused. I'm extremely efficient. I get an insane amount of tasks done. I see patients and all the things, but as soon as I step foot outside my office, I don't think about work at all. Not only is it so freeing, but it's the best thing for my business. It's the best thing for my patients, my employees, my family, and everyone around me. So let's talk about how those five steps of how to go from lack of passion for your career to loving what you do day in and day out is let's talk about those. The first one takes a while to understand. So you want to listen to this part a few times and let it really sink in. Step number one is to actually be the visionary of your business. A lot of us in healthcare are so used to just going in and doing the treating the patient part. We aren't used to managing all the people. We aren't used to putting systems in place, but I want to encourage you to actually slow down and be the visionary. Sit down for like 20 minutes and really think about how you want your practice to be three years from now. How many hours a week do you want to be working? What days do you want to work? What do you imagine your team will be like? What types of patients do you want to see? How much money do you want to make each month? How much money do you want your business to make each month? Set the standard for how you see your business being and notice if right now the decisions you've made have led you further away from that goal. So for example, if you're currently working five days a week and you want to work three, What steps are you taking to actually set yourself up for that? Have you hired the right team? Are you training your employees properly? I talk about this often, but are you just hiring people to work or are you hiring them and teaching them how to work for you? A lot of us in healthcare hire and just hope that people just do their jobs. And at first, we're so happy just to have another body there that we don't notice all the things that they aren't doing properly. And then like three to four months later, we start noticing the tasks not getting done properly or how things aren't being done the way that we would want them done. And we wonder why people can't just do their jobs, right? And it's truly because we aren't teaching them how to work for us. So when you step back and focus on being the visionary of your business, you have to step out of the patient care role in your head and just look at your business as a whole and make decisions for how you want your business to be. This step is really important because it leads to the next few steps. Step number two to never losing the joy of your career is to remember that you don't have to love everything you do in your business. There are things I do in my business that I can't stand. Like, certain admin work or specific tasks I hate doing when I'm managing my team, and that's okay. It's not the majority of what I'm doing in my business, and same for you. You can choose to hire certain people in your business to take on tasks that you hate doing. However, there will always be some things that you do that you don't actually enjoy. That's normal. And the sooner you can accept that you won't love everything, the sooner you start enjoying work more. What's interesting, is the resistance or avoidance of specific tasks that dread that you feel makes the experience more awful for you so let me give you an example i hate going through each patient's chart and making sure that the proper treatments were put in i have systems in place at my practice where we have like a two to three checkpoint system to make sure all the patient treatment is put into their chart properly but i still go through it myself and double check And it's a choice that i've made i've been very clear about that with myself i choose to go through and double check everything because every time i do i find one to two mistakes in the patient's chart and i need the charts to be accurate i need the treatment in there to be accurate i need the payments in there to be accurate right and i used to think things like well this isn't my job and that's why i have two people in the front checking this and then i'd wait to do this basically and the more I'd wait, I'd dread it more. And when I finally just accepted that I'm making the choice to double check, life was so much easier. I still don't love doing it, but I also understand that my front office staff, that they're human, right? They aren't robots. At the end of the day, it's important to me that the charts are accurate. And it's okay if I dislike doing this. I still want to do it. It's a choice I'm making to consciously do it because ultimately I want the charts to be accurate. Step number three is to stop overworking. So stop overworking when you're at work. Stop overworking when you're home. Bringing work home is a solid no in my book. I literally just did a podcast on this, right? Because you need to disconnect. You need to unwind. Your brain needs to rest. And when you're at work, it doesn't serve you to be running around like a chicken with your head cut off, right? It doesn't serve you to miss your lunch three days in a row because patient treatment ran over. This is a part where the visionary role really kicks in. You have to decide how you want to work so you can stop the overworking. So imagine yourself three years from now, are you working so hard that you can't even stop to drink water? Are you ending your workday late for the third day in a row and rushing home to make it to dinner with your family and feeling super guilty because you're not really making it on time? then as soon as you're done eating and get the kids to bed, you're like pulling out your laptop and trying to work again, right? My guess is that would be a no, right? You don't actually, when you think about the longevity of your life, you don't want to be doing that. That's not how you envision yourself working long-term. It's just not sustainable. And you have to make decisions to stop that now because you'll never get to this place where you can just cut back your work hours and where everything is just at a perfect spot, you have to actually intentionally create it. You have to build that into your business life and just into your life in general. You have to plan for how you want to work and actually do the work ahead of time to make it happen. I did an episode just two weeks ago all about how to stop overworking. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. It's episode 144. Let's move on to step number four. It's to set up your business for exactly how you want it to be. So again, the visionary role really sets it up here. In step one, you decided how you want your work day and your business to be. Now it's time to actually take the steps to get there. I remember when I did this a while back, I decided I wanted to focus on doing bigger cases and stop doing the smaller treatments. And I had the plan for that ahead of time. And I started making decisions for exactly how that was going to happen from my marketing to hiring the right associates to how I do my consults and how I talk to the patients about treatment to getting my team on board, everything. I planned for it ahead of time and took the steps to make that happen. So when you're the visionary and you figure out what it is you really want, and you make a plan to get there, it's really incredible how much you can enjoy what you do. I can't say this enough, but your business truly won't ever be at a place that you can just start doing whatever it is that you want, right? You have to figure out what you want and then implement the steps together. I know this sounds really simple and it sounds really obvious, but most people, when I actually talk to them, I'm like, what is it that you really want? It's like, they don't even know. They're stuck in the day-to-day things of what they're doing. And they just want to get out of it. They're just like, I don't know exactly how, like what I want to do. I don't have a roadmap. I don't know how to get there. This is a helpful way to create a roadmap for yourself, make decisions from your future for your future. So for example, if in the future, you don't want to see patients past 3 PM, then start setting yourself up so that you're done with patient care by 3 PM, right? If you want to see a specific type of patient in your practice for specific procedures, then plan for that. Whatever it is that you see for your future, when you're being the visionary, you get to just set your business up that way. It's simple, but it's not easy. But let me tell you when you can make your vision come to life, it's incredible how fun it is to be at work. I remember thinking if I could just do more of the dentistry and focus on that and not be bombarded with all this other stuff that happens throughout the day. It would be so nice. So I hired the right staff, gave them clear protocols, and I made it. So most of the workdays are spent doing what I really love, which is the dentistry, which brings me to step number five, which is hire the right people for the right positions to help you. I know far too many healthcare professionals who are stuck in their businesses because they don't have the right staff. There's lots of drama in the office. Nobody's really getting their work done properly. They're leaving tons of work for you to pick up the slack on. And it's because you're not hiring properly or because you're not hiring at all. I'm not going to get into too much detail here, but you know, if this is you and if it is, you need to make the decision to let go of the people who aren't bringing value to your business or to hire more people to help you in your business. When you don't have the right people in the right place, you really end up overworking. You spend most of your time doing tasks that you don't like. You can't focus on being the visionary or growing the business because you're stuck doing all the busy work. And you can't focus on just doing the patient care. It's kind of a disaster. And I know many of you listening right now are like, I wanna hire the right people, but it's so hard to find someone right now. Listen, you just need one person. There's one person in your aura right now that can be a good fit. And you just need the one person. I know most of us in healthcare wish we could just go in, just do the patient care and just do the treatments. So you got to get the right team members in place and you have to train them properly. If you can do that, you can really just sit back and focus on the treatments that you want to do. Doing these five steps really does seem simple, but again, it's not easy. But if you can focus on them, you can turn your business around and really fall in love with what you do again. If you're currently struggling, think about why you specifically aren't enjoying your career and take the steps you need in order to fall in love with your career again and ask yourself constantly, what would make work more fun and what would make you love it again? And then I want you to actually go out there and create it. Now I do want to also mention here that doing your favorite procedures is going to also make you enjoy your career a lot more. Treating your best patients every day is going to make you love your career more. It will just make every day more fun. So if you want more high quality patients in your practice to do more of the procedures that you love, then join my free masterclass called Instagram prescription. I will teach you exactly how to market to those dream patients and create a dependable stream of high quality patients in your practice. Go to dr. slash masterclass to schedule. And I will also link it in the show notes for you. I'll see you there. Have a beautiful day.
0: Thank you for listening to the social dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazden. Download your free Instagram guide for healthcare professionals at com forward slash Instagram guide. If you'd like to reach out to Dr. Yazdin, you can do so on Instagram at Dr. Yazdin. That's D-R-Y-A-Z-D-A-N. Till next time.